This is Rachel Parker. And I'm Danielle. In Convocation With is dedicated to highlighting the journey of Berea College alumni and friends. Follow along as we cultivate a shared collection of stories and chronicle lessons learned about time in the Berea bubble and beyond. And this is In Convocation With. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Doing good. We are so excited to have you on today. I'm glad. Like, I'm really excited, too. I think the first time I saw that this was being done, I was just like, oh, my God, that's cool. And then the other thing was like, wait, does the school know? But then there was another part of me that was like, you know what, whatever. Either way, it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so the origins origin story is that Rachel and I were the giving chairs for our 10-year reunion last year Uh and so we were working with the alumni relations lady and she Daniela and she was like I was like hey like I've got this idea like we want to do a podcast and she's like oh okay and they designed our logo for us. And then it's just kind of been like Rachel and I just doing everything. We do it for free. Um, maybe one day that'll change. Um, yeah. But but yeah, that's kind of like origin story of how In Convocation was started. And, and then cool. in the new year, we decided to expand past the 2012 class. So we originally were just doing interviews with our class. And now we've expanded to all alumni. Yeah, that's great. Because at first when I saw it, I was like, I wonder if they'll accept me because I know I'm 2016. But then when y'all went ahead and did it, I was like, okay, great. (laughs) No, we're thrilled because um, Dano and I look at the demographics and it's actually like, is it the 18 to 20 something that's like the highest amount of listeners? So, and and I know I have students who are attending Berea in the fall and they've been listening. And so it's exciting. That's good. That's really good. Well, and we know that you are a very proficient podcaster. So like part of me is slightly nervous to have you on today. That's right. Oh, don't be nervous, please, please. Like we are, we are all family here. So, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm just a family member who just so happened to do a thing, but we're going to talk and it's going to be cool. (laughs) So don't be nervous. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Relax. Yeah. Okay. So today we have Stephanie Hardy, a native of Magic City, Birmingham, Alabama. She enjoys conversation, television, and music. However, when she is not engaged in these activities, she is devoted to wrestling. Since the age of four, when her father first introduced her to wrestling, Stephanie has been a big fan. She is now the host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, a show dedicated to expressing thoughts and feelings about the world of professional wrestling in a relaxed and positive environment and highlighting the stories of the people who are most passionate about wrestling. She is also a commentator for the Belladonna Division, which is a Gadsden, Alabama-based wrestling promotion for only women. Woo! 
She's also featured on Battle Club Pro of New York and the first all-Black woman wrestling show, Black Girl Magic. She hopes to encourage women to speak truth to power with their voices. Welcome, Stephanie. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is really cool. Well, we're super pumped, like we already have said. I have been listening to your podcast and oh yeah and so I like you know grew up in eastern Tennessee so like you know wrestling is a thing like I I believe the mayor of Knoxville Tennessee was a WWE wrestler um so like definitely in the culture there grew up around it but wasn't something like I was super interested in if it came on TV I'd be like oh okay yeah I'll watch this but it just wasn't something I super followed but I will say listening to your podcast, you do not have to be an ultimate WWE fan to like feel the passion and to get excited and to also be like, Ooh, Oh, I love all this drama, this like backstory to all of this. It is like a soap opera and I am here for it. Well, I'm so glad that, you know, you were able to get into it via my podcast because it's just People, you know, wrestling, you know, has a lot of people, lots of fans from different, you know, startup points. You know, every fan doesn't start, you know, at the age of four, like I did, like the bio said. Some people, mm-hmm. you know, really do start like either in their adult lives or even as as early as like maybe a few months ago or something, you know, but there are a lot of us who do watch it for years on end and the stories really do draw people in. So I'm so happy that you've, you know, been listening to it and that it's interesting enough for you to want to know, you know, about it. Like, I'm so glad that you find it, you know, enthralling to listen to. That makes me so happy. (laughs) Absolutely. Guys, we're going to put in the show notes um, and uh, obviously on our social media. So you're going to blast her podcast out there because you got to give it a try because you might find something that you never knew that you'd be interested in. Oh, thank you guys so much for that. I appreciate it so much. And I'll be the first to say, I don't think I've ever seen a wrestling match and I really have no frame of reference of like wrestling outside of maybe Rocky Balboa movies. Um, But I am so into and jazzed. Is that even wrestling? That's boxing. boxing. Yeah, it's boxing, but wrestling has a little bit of a place in it. Just a little bit, but not a whole lot. Yeah, reference. But I love and I get jazzed with the woman empowerment and especially the black girl magic. Like I really want to dig into that later in the episode and hear how, you know, you're representing and just like making such a, a a seismic shift in the wrestling world. I think we should go there now. Oh, you want to do it now? Okay. I think we should tell us, tell us about it. Yeah. Okay. So this was an event that got started in New York by um, one of my friends, actually two. Um, Her name is Shantice. Well, yeah, Shantice. um, But she goes by the name Hearts because she also has a wrestling podcast called Talk of Champions. And she created this event alongside this, um, this girl named Spice Spiegel, who is a wrestler as well. And they decided to start this wrestling show centered on showcasing black women you know in an all in an all black woman card you know 
all the wrestlers are black women. The commentators, you know, are black women, you know, everyone doing interviews are all black women. And so they just started it maybe two years ago. And I was just like, oh, that looks really cool. But of course, since I'm in Alabama, you know, there's that distance there from New York to Alabama. So I was oh, just yeah. like, you know, I would love to be a part of it somehow, but I just don't know how or really how to get in contact with them. But I was still building my commentary career as I was also podcasting too. So I was just like, I don't know how to get involved with it. But the more I started sharing my work um, in their spaces, you know, on Facebook and stuff, the more they mm -hmm. became interested in wanting me to be a part of it. So I was like, okay. And so I went to New York last year for Juneteenth for um, Black WrestleFest, which was the first of its kind, kind of like a Comic-Con, except it's a wrestling convention centered on um, the evolution of black wrestling from the past to now and they asked me you know do you like we would love to have you back you know a few months from now for black girl magic too and I was like mm -hmm. sure okay see now that I've been up to New York and everyone was so welcoming and so nice I was just like okay well now that I know my way around you know then I can do this so two months later I went back and commentated for that show and it was so wonderful my commentary partner was Faye Jackson who is um she's not a retired wrestler anymore she's actually gotten back into wrestling now but she's an amazing wrestler and a model as well and she knows so much about the sport you know from an in-ring perspective so mm -hmm. I'm more so color commentary so I add lots of different pop culture references to things and I react to things and stuff like that but I still call the action in a good way um, mm -hmm. So it's just like us together, you know, was really an amazing experience, you know, because she was actually the first woman I had ever commentated with because up until that point, I had only ever commentated with men. And that's not the worst thing in the world. But at the same time, you know, to have a woman next to me, which was really refreshing. And we had an amazing main event with Karen Bam Bam, who is the conductor, and um, Trish Adora, who is the longest reigning Pan-African World Diaspora Champion. And it was such an honor to call that action along with the other matches that we had. And a lot of these women, you know, are in the independent and have been seen on television before outside of WWE with other promotions who are on television too. So it's it was really an amazing experience to have, you know, to call that action and to have a full house of people coming to see all of these black women, you know, be their best selves and perform to the best of their ability. And then me adding my voice to it is just a beautiful experience. So it was great. Well, I love the way that you comment, like you do your commentary because it is so colorful. And so it feels like you were truly like in the moment. And I think that's so much fun. Yeah, it is. I absolutely love it. Like, I never thought that I would be a commentator. Like, it's sort of something I've seen other people in wrestling podcasting do. And I had thought about it, but I wasn't exactly sure how I could do it. Because a lot of the people who you hear on television in any sport, you know, even outside of wrestling, you know, they've been doing broadcast journalism for years, you know, or they have a degree in it, or, you know, they've just been doing it forever. Or there are people who have been athletes in the past. I've never been an athlete, <laughs> but I do know wrestling and I love wrestling with all of my heart. And if I can add, you know, color and still learn, you know, a little bit about, you know, moves and what the motivation of the match is, 
you know, and add some of my already, like some of my knowledge to it from pop culture and music and other things that I enjoy and how it goes together, then there's a perfect marriage there. And it is so much fun. I enjoy it so much. That's amazing, Stephanie. And I can just feel your passion from here. And I want to know, like, how did we get here, starting with your Berea story? So we see who you are today. How'd we get here? (laughs) Well, my Berea story is kind of interesting. Um, I found out about it when I was in high school and I was in high school choir at Fairfield High. Um, I graduated in 2011 and I found out about it through a guy that I um, used to date. And I was just like, huh, well, that looks interesting. And so I decided, you know, to give it a try as I was looking at different colleges. It was a wild time. I was getting mail back and forth from various colleges. You know, you know the deal. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you're getting ready to graduate, everybody wants you. And so... I looked and I was just like, okay, well, maybe I'll go, you know, and give it a visit. So I visited Berea for Carter G. Woodson weekend, Mm -hmm. um, which was in February. I'm not sure when it is now per se, but I went up there in February, took the bus and met Carl Thomas. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I feel like that's the story that all of us Birmingham students from Berea have in common. It's always Carl Thomas. (laughs) Um, I love him so much. we went up there and it was such a great weekend and I got to stay with my host um, students that's um, Corey Wyckoff and Jalissa Hunter who I'm still close with to this day and I had such an amazing weekend made a couple made a couple of friends and what really sold it for me was when was on that Sunday before we left we went to the chapel program and the black music ensemble um, sang for it. And I had spent my whole life in church um, as a Christian. And I was just like, oh my God, like the energy that they have, you know, I've always wanted to have when it comes to gospel music, you know, and sort of moving and dancing along with singing, because I enjoy doing that, you know, throughout my um, experience as a child and even as a teenager. But it wasn't exactly that open for me at first because there, because my church was very old school. So they really didn't take too kindly to the dancing part. So seeing BME made me feel like there was a part of my soul that was free. Um, so I was just like, okay, I think I want to go here now because I saw the choir. I met Dr. Bullock, who was its director at the time. And I was just in love with it. And ever since then, you know, I went back for another visit in June of that year, I believe. And then finally I had gotten accepted and my Berea journey started in that summer. And it was incredible. Um, for the most for the most part, it was really incredible. Like I just got to sing in BME and also in concert choir with Dr. Bolster as well. And that was a good part of my experience throughout my years at Berea. Um, I just loved being a part of that community. Um, it was always, you know, a place where I felt like I could relax and just be myself. Um, but even in the midst of that and also being choosing to be a music major. Um, and being involved in different productions and stuff, I was just like, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be a music major. And using my voice was always something that was easy for me because I love to sing a lot of the time, but it was the theoretical component of music that kind of messed me up a little bit because it's a lot of math and science. And that was one of my weakest subjects, but I still, you know, push through and I graduated with my degree in music. Um, But at the same time, 
I was also involved in other parts of Berea too, where there were social justice things and I would, we would, you know, do marches and stuff, especially around the time um, Michael Brown was killed in St. Louis and Quentin Savage and Anna Loveless started um, Black Lives Matter in Berea. And we were protesting and doing stuff like that. And then I also had to feed the part of myself that loved um, learning about my culture, like with African and African-American studies and women's studies, um, as you can hear, because I love women's empowerment. So at Berea, I got to dabble in a little bit of figuring out what my voice was in terms of speaking, but not so much because I chose to be a voice major um, in school and spent so much time, you know, singing and trying to figure out what music was to me. And that's kind of what my journey was. It was focusing so hard on one component of my voice, but not really embracing the other half of my voice, which also could have been um, or is, I guess you could say now, the one that I use the most. <laughs> so yeah. Formative story, Stephanie. And to mention like your voice and music and how there's a through line through all of our stories, you were just nominated for the second time in a row for the Alabama Music Awards Podcast of the Year. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, like when I saw that on your feed, I was like, do it like (laughs) way to go. Like you have taken this thing that you have had such a passion for, for such a long time and you have turned it into your business and who you are and to be nominated for such an incredible award like that girl, you were doing the dang thing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it was such an honor. I found out by accident that I was nominated for the second time because the first time when you're nominated for an Alabama Music Award, it's just like they tell you, they give you the information, they text you, tell you what to do and all of that. This second time I found out from a friend who just so happens to be a rap artist here in Alabama that I went to high school with. And she was just like, I voted for you. And I was just like, huh? What are you talking about? I was like, what are you talking about? She was just like, you're nominated again. And I was like, oh, man, okay, well, that's great. So I guess now I have to, you know, advertise and put it out there. But yeah, it's a blessing. Like, it's a really big honor. Like, the first time I went last year was really good um, to be there and walk on the red carpet and be all cute and everything with my hair, dress, whatever. But the best part about that was, you know, standing out in a different sort of way, because a lot of the podcasts that were nominated, you know, sort of drift towards more so of like hip hop music and um, different subjects within, you know, different communities like pop culture and stuff. So for me to be a wrestling podcast, that was just really different and more um, and definitely outside of the box of what they were used to. But I was glad to be there, you know, for that form of representation, like I'm more than sure they had never heard about anything like that before. But, you know, putting a face to it and being there and representing my brand, my baby, that has my name on it, like, meant the world to me. And even if I didn't win, it was still, you know, a win because, you know, that's for what I do. It's for the culture. It's for wrestling. Like, you know, if it's meant to stretch out to other components of pop culture and other awards and stuff, then that's fantastic. Like, yeah, like, I love it. It's amazing. Well, if you are a Berea College student, um, definitely be looking at Stephanie Hardy and what she is doing down there in Alabama because she is doing it and she is taking her passion and making it into something that she loves to do and gets to do every day. 
That's right. And so thinking of your time at Berea College, did you have a labor position that was kind of feeding toward not only like this voice development, but your confidence and your communication skills? Like how, how did you go from Berea to starting this podcast? Like what gave you that inspiration? Yeah, when I was at Berea, I had multiple um, labor positions. My first labor position was actually in the theater um, and I did um, scene shop work. So every time there was a production, um, I was there to like work on the sets and everything and learn how to do construction work. And that definitely um, helped a lot with communicating with people and, you know, figuring out, you know, how to do certain things um, a certain way because I had never really worked construction before. So that was really cool. Um, and also being a part of a team effort when it comes to a production, because when you think of wrestling, it is essentially you're doing a production and you're helping to be a part of this show and helping to piece it together. It's kind of like mm -hmm. being a part of a play um, in a sense, except it's more of an action type of thing. So being a part of a team and doing that, that really helped with that. And I also learned a lot about the components of selling tickets um, for as a box office assistant as well. And just getting to know a lot of the professors, like they were absolutely welcoming to me, even when I chose to be a um, music major and they were just like, you should be a theater major. Like it, it was so funny. Um, the back and forth, <laughs> it was just so funny, but I love them so much, Shannon, Adama and Miss um, Deborah. Like I love them so much, but yeah, like they were very welcoming to me in that way. Um, and then I also worked in the Berea College bookstore, which I know isn't a bookstore anymore now. Um, and I got to meet all kinds of people while working, you know, customer service upfront from various, from various parts of the town in Berea and also from as students as well and sort of talking them through, you know, wherever their journeys were, like as freshmen, as sophomore, whatever class they were, you know, matched up with me, like, and then it also helped with your school spirit too, because every day you got to dress up in Berea clothes. And that was my favorite. Um, Cause I just love school spirit. Um, so that sort of helped with, helped me with now because all of being in Berea just let me know that I love people. Um, it was the best choice for me um, as a growing person to just sort of understand, you know, that outside of where I was from, you know, in Birmingham, in the area that I lived, like, there's a whole world and there's so many different experiences that are different in yours, you know, and it taught me further, you know, because I was taught this by my mom, but further, it let me know that you have to have an open mind and sort of meet people where they are. And when it comes to my podcast and, you know, hosting and also writing for wrestling and commentating, you just never know what you're going to get a lot of the time. But being in Berea definitely prepared me for, you know, starting my show and having an open mind and creating a safe space for people to tell their stories um, of how they got started with wrestling or when did they become a fan? Like there are so many different stories in Berea with all of everything that I have done and also being a teaching assistant too, because I was a TA for the Black Music Ensemble as well. So that was amazing. I did that until I graduated. Um, just helping the students, figuring out, you know, where they're from and if they ever participated in music before, if this is their first time singing gospel music, all the things, you know, and communicating with the students and telling them, you know, you need to do this or scheduling things like it really helped me in the long run, because now 
that's all I figure my life is now because it's just you're having to schedule interviews, figure out, you know, what time works for people um, because you're talking to people from different parts of the country and different parts of the world even um, and there are different time zones and um, figuring out stuff like that and also, you know, organizing travel for yourself and everything like Berea definitely helped me with, you know, having a worldwide knowledge of everything because now it feels like that's all that's all that's all that I do at this point but it's wonderful and it's rewarding at the same time i think there's a common thread between everyone that we talk to um there are some people that like majored in what they do now but for all those who didn't major in what they do now myself included um there's that theme of no matter what if you went to berea you were given such a great toolbox. Like you have all these different tools from all those different labor positions that you had to help you do what you do now, to do what I do now, to do what Rachel does now. We all have these different skills. And I I know we're all very thankful that we were given all those tools so we could do what we do. Yeah, definitely. I absolutely agree with that. Like Berea was just an amazing experience in learning um, how to do so many different things and not to really just put yourself in a box and just like I said learning you know the differences between so many people and just making room and space for that um, because as it turns out in our world you know when you don't make space for that so many dark things can happen from it so in being at Berea and coming from my background where you were taught to you know love everyone you know the way that God loves everyone it it helps you to be the light um, in a world where it seems like, you know, you might want to be closed off in, in your own space, but it never hurts you to reach out to others because you might find that there's a lot that you have in common with people, but then even the things that are different still makes you, you know, fascinating, still makes you cool. And that's, and we should open ourselves to that. And I feel like, you know, being in wrestling opens the door for a lot of that. So it's really amazing. Like the marriage of the two, it's just really funny. Um, and I will say even at Berea, like even when I would tell people that I was a wrestling fan, like even though it wasn't primarily what I was doing at the time, I would tell people I'm a wrestling fan and they would look at me like I was crazy. Like, are you serious? Like, you don't look like, really? And I'd be like, yeah, like it's in me. <laughs> it's me, like I love it. Like, it's crazy. But even then, you know, with them making space for it, anytime something would happen in wrestling and they would hear about it, they would ask me about it. And I feel like that definitely feeds into now um, with my show, because because it's, it's like with you and with so many other people who might not have paid attention to wrestling before. Um, I hope that my show definitely, you know, helps them be like a gateway to get into it if they want to. But even if they don't, they still find levels of it fascinating. And then they feel like it's okay for them to listen to it and it's okay for them to not know everything about it, but still be, you know, welcomed into it if they want to. So you are truly infectiously joyful, number one. And I think we would have been the best of buddies. And obviously, admittedly, I'm a novice with wrestling, but with your podcast, you, you are just so charismatic. And I do think, like you said, there's levels to latch on to. And I, I think your passion is just palpable. So not knowing much about the world of wrestling, as I said earlier, Rocky Balboa, 
we're crossing it off the list. Uh, <laughs> I do think, like, are the Bella twins wrestlers? Are are they? Yes. Okay. So I do know a little bit because they had a reality TV show and I saw yes. a bit of the scripting. Tell me more about your favorite wrestlers and um, like different events you've been to that have been great. Like WrestleMania oh my- or... Oh my God. Okay. So, okay. First of all, I do want to answer your question about the Bella twins. Yes. Okay. Um, that reality show, you know, a lot of people have said, especially a lot of women, you know, have said they've gotten into wrestling via the reality show with total divas yes. and total Bellas. So that's valid. Okay. Like that okay. is really valid. And I appreciate that. Except now um, they go, their last name, their real last name are the Garcia twins because they're no longer um, with WWE. They are Hall of Famers with them, you know, and they do have history with them, but they're no longer affiliated with WWE. So they're now known as the Garcia twins. So if you ever mm-hmm. see that, then you know them as the Bellas, but their last name is the Garcia twins. So I just, yeah, just put, put that part out there. Um, but that's definitely valid. And I get it because the reality show was good. Um, and yeah, um, when it comes to wrestling events, I've been to, I would say at least over 30. Um, cause like I said, growing up, my dad, um, took me to so many wrestling events that like, that would come through Birmingham all the time. Cause it's like WWE is always on tour, you know, throughout the year. And the only time they ever had to like stop doing it was around the pandemic. And that was hard because that was two years without a live show. And I was just like, I can't do this. Um, But (laughs) it was hard, but we got through it. Um, So I have been to live events that are known as house shows where they're not on television. They're just, you know, shows that they just have with matches on them. Mm-hmm. and um sometimes they do apply to the story on television sometimes they don't but it, either way it's okay um and I've been to many live shows like Raw that's on Mondays or Smackdown that's on Fridays um on Fox and stuff I've been live for those um and those are really thrilling and fun but more recently I actually got to go to Wrestlemania in Los Angeles and at the SoFi Stadium and that was my second time going to a Wrestlemania my first time was when it was in Atlanta in 2011 and I was 17 and when you're at Wrestlemania it's like a worldwide thing and it's a week-long thing too and there's so many people from all over the world who love wrestling just as much as you do all together you know for these conventions meeting wrestlers going shopping for all of the merchandise and stuff like that um doing meet and greets for different podcasts and stuff like it is really a week-long thing it's like the super bowl and like the nba finals except it's like for wrestling and so when you're around that many people, like close to 80,000 people were, was at this WrestleMania this year. And I was one of them. So being there as a fan just meant the world to me. It was awe-inspiring. You got to see people dressed up in costume as their favorite wrestlers. Um, I got to create content, you know, afterward, but then also participate in a lot of the different wrestling things with some of my friends who are wrestling journalists too. And it's just a very good experience to network as well. Like when you're meeting new people who are also in the business, you open up opportunities for yourself in that way too. So it's just like WrestleMania was huge. The main event was Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed universal WWE championship. And that was huge. Um, But of course the women um, tore the house down as well. They had, I believe four matches on the card 
for WrestleMania for both nights. Um, and they did a spectacular job. So it it was just amazing. So I love going to live events. Like it's a way to yell, um, yell at your favorite wrestlers, you know, to win, boo your favorite wrestler, favorite wrestler that you don't like. Um, it's just a very therapeutic experience because you're yelling, you know, and it's different when you're watching on TV. But when you're alive and you're there, you can make more of your voice known and yell at the people that you love, even if they're the referee or the ring announcer. Like you just get to have fun and connect with people and buy more merchandise. So it's just fun. (laughs) Merchandise is my weakness. But either way, like it is so fun. I love going to live events. It's so cool. Well, I know that we only have a few more minutes, but I definitely wanted to ask this question because it in your answers to our like shout out for people to like come step up and be interviewed by us. You mentioned like, you know, you don't have to do the thing that you got the major in. So I wanted to hear from you. If you could give one piece of advice to the students that are currently enrolling or who are already at Berea, what piece of advice would you give to them? Hmm, That's a very good question. It's really deep. Um, If I could give any advice to any Berea student now, it would just be to not let the idea of the unknown break you at all. Don't Mm -hmm. let it break you because I know when I was a music major and when the voice stuff wasn't exactly working as well as I, you know, thought it would have, um, I was really sad about it for almost like, I believe close to two years once I had moved back home and it, you know, broke me. I felt like I was, you know, failing. I felt like I, you know, somehow dishonored my family by um, not doing what I said I was, you know, going to do with my degree. Um, But at the same time, you know, you have your people around you who love you and let you know, like, even if you just have to work, you know, it's okay. You're not a failure. You're you're not just what you do. Um, And that was ultimately what opened my, opened my world up for more to happen in it. So even if you don't know what's going to come next, don't let it break you. Just know that, your worth and your value is not just determined in what you do. Um, You are a valid person. And even if you do have to start over and if you do have to look deeper within to figure out, you know, what it is that thing that that makes you happy and that makes you passion, that gives you passion and makes you feel fulfilled, then that's perfectly fine. But just know that even if you don't know what that thing is just yet, don't let that break you because you are so awesome just the way you are. And you just never know what can come from whatever the world has for you. So whether you're majoring in your thing and you get a job in it, that's fantastic. And you get a career in it, that's fantastic. Okay, that's wonderful. But if you don't, don't let that, you know, wreck your soul. Like, don't let that break your soul. Like, still be you and still you know, know that you have a place in this world. And once you find what you're passionate about, you're going to set the world on fire and it's going to be good. So I know that was long, but that's just my thing. <laughs> Stephanie, yeah. that was so, so good. I'm going to like, just cut that piece and like, just keep it for home use and play it over and over and over again to Aww. pump myself up every day. Cause that is, I hope people hear that loud and clear. Like you are not defined by your major 
in any way, shape, or form, you can move on and do other things. And the skills that you learn from that major can help you along the way. So it's not a failure if you do not do what you originally set out to do in school. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah. And that there's a community out there waiting for you. Like you said, what I heard from attending WrestleMania is that you found your community and like you were living and loving and dreaming with them. And that's just so exciting to know that no matter where you go in life, you're going to find those people who lift you up and have those same shared interests. Um, What is on the docket for your dreams and what's next? Well, for what's next now, I will say, you know, outside of, you know, the award show that's happening in July, um, I am continuing my podcasting work. Um, This Sunday, there is going to be a special match with my favorite female wrestler, uh, Mercedes Monet. Um, who was formerly known as Sasha Banks. She is my absolute favorite women's wrestler ever. She's going to be fighting in Japan, um, Mayu Iwatani for the IWGP Women's Championship. So I'll be doing an episode on that match. I've been doing episodes about every match she's done since she's gone to Japan. So I'll, so I'll be continuing that with my show. And I'll continue my work with the um, with the number one women's wrestling show on the planet, Women's Wrestling Talk. Um, I just did an interview with one of their wrestlers who is the WOW world champion, um, Penelope Pink. So that's on the horizon. And I will just continue to just do the best that I can um, in this wrestling community and just share my voice about all the things that I love. So that's really what's on the horizon for me. You've made me a fan in less than an hour. So you're doing your job really, really well. (laughs) Oh man, thank you. Yes, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. I feel re-energized and pumped and I'm so excited to catch your next episode. Oh, thank you so much. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Like it's going to be cool. So yeah, we're going to keep it going. We're incredibly grateful that you joined us today, Stephanie. And I'm incredibly grateful that you guys had me. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, Blue Crew. Walks on chestnut.